0: Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Sumelong. Sales Enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today I'm excited to have Jessica Hoffman at Alert Media join us. Jessica, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Shauna. Thank you so much for having me here. So, as you mentioned, my name is Jessica Hoffman, or I like to go by Jess. And I am a sales enablement manager at Alert Media. I support our enterprise and mid-market amazing Alerties, which is our sales reps. So Alert Media is an amazing company that helps organizations respond to critical events faster with emergency communication software. So in short, we help people save lives, which is pretty cool. So I, I very much enjoy working for Alert Media. I like to say my background is a beautiful winding road that led me to enablement. I always like to say that sometimes that sales kind of finds you. You don't really find sales. So I started back in the day when uh, you could actually rent movies in a store for sales. I don't know if you guys remember that, but back in the day, that's what I did. And I didn't know it was sales, but that's what I was doing. Uh, And then I went into banking, financial services, And then I kind of stumbled into software sales and I was selling audit and accounting software, which, you know, was super exciting. And I became really good at it in my first year. And my passion has always been to help people. Fun fact, I have a medical assistant degree in my back pocket that I don't use because I wanted to help people, but realized blood isn't my thing. And well, what other better way to help people is by enabling them to do what they do best, just better. So I helped train on the audit and accounting software. And then I did onboarding and fell in love with enablement. And I've been continuing to do some sort of that for the past five years in just different organizations.
0: I love that. Well, thank you, Jessica, for joining us. Now, on the point of onboarding, which you just kind of closed out on, can you tell us a little bit about kind of your perspective on the key components of an effective onboarding program?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's so many, but to kind of break it down, I have like the key four components to think about. First and foremost, I'm super passionate about making it welcoming. We all know starting a new job and a new experience is super scary. So when you have new hires, you may have somebody that has been experienced in the industry and some that might just have zero experience. This may be their first job out of college or this might be their job to retirement. So you have to kind of be that person to make them feel welcome and make them feel comfortable, which kind of leads into my second component here, which is when you make them feel comfortable, you have to give them a clear roadmap and expectations. So what kind of skills, behaviors, industry knowledge and tools are they expected to achieve in 30, 60, 90 days, and then beyond? And then not only what, but how is enablement going to help them get there? So giving them that kind of support that they need. Again, a new job, super scary. And they need a person to go to, to ask the questions and to be vulnerable with to truly succeed. Um, so I really am I'm very important on building those kind of relationships. and. When you build those relationships it actually allows you to seek their opinions after onboarding to evaluate the success and maybe where things need to evolve which i'm going to get to in a moment and then thirdly is leadership support leadership support is crucial to any sort of effective onboarding program you need to work closely with the managers supporting them and the new hires identifying and agreeing on clear expectations and roles so What will enablement own? What will leadership own? And what will we own together? So we have a clear understanding that allows the program to run smooth and allows the reps to understand those sort of expectations and having the support to be able to do so. And then lastly, which I kind of touched on in my second key point here is onboarding is ever evolving. Onboarding should have key criteria, metrics, and framework but things change, platforms change. Right now we are seeing a huge economy change. So you need to be, and yes, I am going to insert the buzzword here, of Agile. Uh, you need to make sure that things are relevant, up to date, and that your information and the information that your reps are getting, that they're getting to be successful. So those would kind of be, and wrap up my four components of an effective program.
0: Absolutely. And I think you, you touched on this a little bit, but about how important it is to make onboarding fun and engaging. How does learning engagement help drive knowledge and skill retention?
1: Oh, Shauna, this is my favorite part. I love fun. I love being able to see what it does to keep knowledge and skill retention. Uh, So when we get new hires, we're all adults. We learn in so many different ways, but at some point we all bring some sort of amazing experience and that's how we learn. I I really believe in teaching a concept, then practicing that concept with peers to learn and grow with each other. And I always say this to my new hires, but if you're uncomfortable, good news, you're growing and you're learning. And I think the retention piece comes from the practice, but it can also be taught through the concept of a story. Concepts of stories are so powerful because it helps you relate and actually practice that in real life. And I, I believe that that's where it all comes from. And just for instance, you know, my, my daughter is working really hard in soccer. She came up with short-term and long-term goals. That's kind of the curse of having an enablement mom, right? And then she talked to her coach and her coach told her to do it, practice them here, practice it here and then get really good at them and use them in the games. Don't be afraid to fail. And I think that's so powerful and applies to onboarding because that's what we're teaching our new hires and being able to relax them. And with stories, they're able to enjoy their own. And then guess what? Bam, you have more knowledge share, better ways to bring it around and bring it around to that skill that they can practically apply to their job role.
0: I love that. I think that that is fantastic. What are some best practices that maybe you've learned along the way around how to maximize engagement during the onboarding process?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I, I touched on it a little bit with sharing my own story, but it's it's getting in the trenches, you know, it's understanding the language, the business, the process, the sales cycle. Um, and you know, maybe you're sharing a time that you messed up, you did something wrong. And, you know, just being human, right? And then sometimes you share things that you did really, really well. Let them knowing and understanding that you've been there. A lot of times, you know, when we think about sales and prospecting and calling and and closing deals, we talk about personalization and customization for our prospects and our clients. And this kind of just rolls right into onboarding. It's human nature to want to feel heard. So everyone has a life outside of the role that they are hired for. So what is their why? Why sales? Why this job? If you could figure that out, relate to it. And if they can relate to it, you have better success with engagement And last but not least, as I'm sure you guys could tell, I love to have fun. So having fun, and I know this is another surprise, but typically salespeople are a smidge competitive. So making it fun, throwing in some gamification, this will help that retention. And that doesn't stop at 30, 60, 90 days, that's continuous. This is always a great way to throw in some fun as they navigate all the tools and resources that they have at their disposal and they continue to learn.
0: I think that's fantastic especially in today's business landscape I think it's it's increasingly important for business leaders to know how their investments in talent development and hiring are translating to performance especially what are some of the ways that you measure the success of onboarding and and how do you go about tying that to performance metrics that your leadership cares about
1: Yeah absolutely you know when you're when you're measuring success you look at the main KPIs right so like first time to deal Demo, how many meetings are booked, what's the annual sales price, pipeline book. These are all really big things that leadership is looking for and to make sure that you have an effective onboarding and also the time it takes to get them to that. Right. And so as we measure this through the six 30 60 90 days and beyond. We also need to take a, a deeper look into what are driving those big behaviors. So taking a look at skills and behaviors, you know, things like, are they bringing in multiple people? Are they doing the correct exit criteria for a deal along? If they're not, are they getting stuck somewhere? Are they able to customize their talk track and demo to different stakeholders? Are they speaking the language? So all of those things is taking the big, you know, first time to demo, meetings booked and all of that and taking the skills and behaviors and making sure that we're hitting on them in the onboarding to make them successful and make sure that they get from point a to point b quicker faster and more efficiently and this is where i am so very thankful for our tech stack is to be able to listen into those calls to see those behaviors and tying them back and having more consistent success with that by being able to also bring this back to, as I mentioned before, and the key components of onboarding is ever evolving. You know, I mentioned about our economy is a little bit different. That means that prospects buy a little bit different. So we have to make sure to continuously have those things, those skills and those behaviors in our onboarding to make sure they're successful. So when leadership looks at the time it's taking, that it's meeting what they're looking for and their expectations as well. And we can do that with just storytelling through data. When I talk about storytelling th- through data, it's pulling all of these things of what's the why behind it? Is there a skill gap? Are there a few reps that need extra attention? Or is it an overarching gap that we need to be able to fill and address in onboarding? Is it top of the funnel? Where are we getting stuck? Bottom of the funnel. So all of these things that you can find in data and you storytell it to leadership, you fix it. You evolve, you're agile, and you move in and to be able to continue to measure the success of your onboarding.
0: I love that. Now, you you alluded to this a little bit, but I'd love to drill in. How can enablement help accelerate ramp time to help reps become more productive more quickly within their organization?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Enablement can help accelerate ramp time and by helping them truly understand I always like to think about it and I know I'm gonna put a really technical term on the table, but uh, when I put my butt in the seat, what do I need to know? What is the need to know? I need to put myself in their shoes, right? I've been a rep, I've been there before. And so when you're a new hire, you're inundated with all this information. And I like to think of it kind of like the mind blown emoji that kind of comes up and you know we don't wanna do that to them. And so what do I need to know week one? What's important week two? week three and beyond, and we don't want to cripple them. So enablement can help with this productivity by working extremely close to leadership. And as amazing as enablement is, we need support from leadership to accomplish this kind of success. So, Again, it goes back to what's enablement's role, what's leadership role, what's the rep's role. And so you continue to do that, to not inundate them, making sure that they get what they need, the support they need. It's kind of like coaching week one. This is the information. Let's get really good at it. Now week two. And that that takes everybody.
0: Absolutely. Last question for you, Jessica, because y- you've touched on this too a few times, but with the current economic climate, r- retaining high performing reps is, is obviously top of mind for a lot of organizations. What advice do you have for ensuring that reps can continue to perform and achieve success post onboarding?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean it's kind of this uh this weird setting that we're in nowadays, but continuing to look at the data and NFI gaps, you know, where there's Maybe there's something about a skill or a behavior or a product knowledge gap, and let's do it before it's a fire drill. If possible, get a training calendar out there so they know what trainings are coming about and making it relevant to them. When they are invested in the training, growing, and the company, they're going to stay. And, you know, continuing to open that welcome environment, I continuously have scheduled office hours or role plays, Yes, I said role plays. I know how everybody can feel about those. And even as much as people dread them, I always say it's a great way to be prepared for the clients and learn. And that's where it goes back to having fun and welcoming mistakes and room for growth so when they can make that call, do the demo and, or maybe have that pricing call, they're prepared. Also following the same idea when they were onboarded, teach and then practice. I think that you know when we think about success post-onboarding, it's having a clear path forward. Where do I want to be? As I said before, you have new hires that this might be their first job or out of college or some that are looking for retirement. You also have people that want to move up in the company. So let's give them a path and let's give them the tools, the resources, and the enablement they need to be able to get there. And when I kind of think about all of this in a really big hole, is that if there's just kind of like this key takeaway, it's that it takes a village, it takes a strategic village. Learning never stops. There's always ways to improve and it's our job in enablement to identify that, work with leadership, work with our reps, new and seasoned to deliver the most effective programs.
0: Jessica, I think this is phenomenal. Thank you so much for talking us through how you approach onboarding at your organization. I appreciate the time.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sean. It was a pleasure being on.
0: To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.